0: The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.
1: Hey, hey, welcome to Disability Law Show. We're back for another half hour here on a Friday. Get you into your weekend. Joining me, of course, Savannah Tumarkin, co-founding partner, Sam mark Tamarkin LLP, and uh, partner Albert Klein. You guys doing all the heavy lifting. We will get into this in just a bit. Three things you must do if you are denied your long-term disability claim. That is on the way, but we'd like to start off with uh, a matter, situation that you've been working on. Albert, uh, I think we're going to throw it over to you, this uh, this particular show. What do you got going on, pal?
0: Absolutely. And just when you think you've heard of everything, I mean, obviously, we, <laughs> we, we deal with all, all sorts of claims. I At any one point, I have between 80 and 100 clients who are unfortunately disabled, but they get denied by the insurance company. You multiply that by all the different lawyers that are practicing in our firm. At any one point, we have thousands of clients who are unfortunately in in dire situations. And you think you hear everything. So I get this call the other week, and it's from someone who is on disability for 10 years. And in 2014 the insurance company calls her and tells her that they made a mistake. And what ended up happening was she returned back to work and she returned back to work half time and essentially told the insurance company and they were supposed to reduce her monthly benefit payments by however much she was working. She was completely honest. She submitted documents every single year. And in 2014, they tell her we made a mistake. She says, fine. And the amount that they actually tell her to pay her back in 2014 is $100,000. So she probably shouldn't have said, hey, that's okay. Uh, mm-hmm. This should have been the insurance company's mistake. But anyway, being a, a good Samaritan and just wanting to be on the good side of everything, she decides, I'm just going to pay this back. I'm going to reduce uh, my monthly benefit payments even more. And there was there was a lot of things that she had to move around at the time. Fast forward to... Uh, Last year, and she just contacted us, she gets another letter from the same insurance company saying, hey, back in 2014, we actually made another mistake. And now you have to pay us $300,000. And so this has put her in a absolute psychological mess. Of course, she's in a lot of distress. She actually just started taking antidepressants as a result. And she's wondering how she's going to make everything work. And so this has now been eight years since 2014, where she was assuming that they had done everything right because they already told her that they made a mistake in 2014. They reconciled everything. And now they're telling her that she's not going to get benefit payments and that she's going to have to pay back this $300,000 or they're going to sue her, which is absolutely crazy. I've never heard anything like that. So of course we're going to help her out. Uh, The insurance company is definitely not going to get away with this, but Mm -hmm. It, it even even still i'm I'm still surprised and uh once again you think you hear everything so ben, any thoughts on this
2: yeah i mean what's shocking about the situation leaving aside the fact that this insurance company is acting the way it, it is and we you're right i mean it's tough for us to get shocked because when we help individuals with their long-term disability claims and insurance claims across ontario You know, we see literally everything because insurance companies, there's no bar that is too low for them. And uh, what's interesting to me about this case or shocking is that they've admitted their errors. And despite admitting their errors, they're still going after her and threatening her. And so you can see how insurance companies, unfortunately, do bully individuals. You know, insurance companies spend a lot of money out there uh, and a lot of lobbying to the government to... Uh, try and persuade the public that there's all this fraud going on against insurance companies. And it's true to an extent that there is some fraud out there. There are people who are claiming long-term disability, people who are saying they've had a car accident and they're more injured than they are. But the reality is that that is nothing compared to what insurance companies... This is anecdotal, of course. It's based on my experience and the experience of lawyers that I speak with every day. It's nothing compared to what insurance companies are doing to legitimate claimants each and every day. And here's an example of one. And Albert is right. We can help. This is what we do. We're insurance lawyers. Uh, Many of us, myself included, Albert included, have worked for insurance companies in the past, and now we work exclusively for individuals who have been cut off or denied long-term disability claims or if there's been a tragic accident, uh, a, a crash, a slip and fall, you've suffered severe injuries. This is our expertise. This is what we deal with. We deal with insurance companies. We deal with getting you the compensation you deserve. You can do that easily by the way, one eight five
1: five eight two one fifty nine hundred. That's always the number to reach out to Savannah. Or Albert as well, help at disabilityrights.ca. And there's a great website called LTDFAQ.ca. Uh, that is so useful because it's small, quick, easy to navigate, notations on everything having to do with LTD, drop down menus. You click on it and you learn quickly. Again, LTDFAQ.ca. All right, guys, let's get into this. Three things you must do if you are denied your long term disability claim. Number one, I'll throw this one to you, Savannah. Number one, take a breath and don't panic. The insurance denial is or does not mean. Game over. We frequently
2: fight denials and win them. Of course, you do. What do you think about that, pal? Well, that's a very important point, John, because when somebody is denied long term disability by an insurance company, they're in shock because remember, they've applied because they can't work and they 've applied with the support generally of their doctors, so the doctors think that the person can 't work because of whatever uh, disability the person has, whether it 's an illness or an injury or whatever the combination is psychological physical etc we 've seen everything you know we 've seen multiple sclerosis we 've seen brain injuries we 've seen people with depression and anxiety. Anything like that that disables you from doing uh, the the important aspects of your job, the the key functions of your job, means that you should qualify for long-term disability if you have coverage, of course. And when when a person applies with the support of their doctors, and then they get denied for any number of reasons, by the way. There are many, many reasons why insurance companies deny claims. and, And many of them, incidentally, are just not legitimate. And I say not legitimate not because they're not real reasons. I'm saying they're not legitimate because oftentimes insurance companies just gloss over the information that's given to them or they simply ignore whatever the doctors are saying. And so when I tell people take a breath and don't panic, I know people say, well, that's easy for you to say. I'm the one with no money coming in. I'm the one who can't work. I have bills to pay. I have kids. I have to go to school. They have to eat. You know, now with inflation, with everything else going on, I'm going to be homeless. And we get this day in and day out. I understand, which is why it is absolutely urgent for you to reach out to us. If you reach out to us, we will be able to help you. This is what we do. Not only will we be be able to help you, but we take over all the communications with the insurance company. You actually don't have to do anything vis-a-vis the insurer. You don't have to speak with an adjuster. You don't have to deal with anybody up there. uh, You don't have to feel like you're being victimized over and over again, which is what people tell us they feel like when they get denied over and over and over or when they get cut off benefits. So don't panic a denial does not mean game over. This is absolutely crucial because that's the first thing people think, John. They think, that's it. I have nothing else I can done. do. You yeah. absolutely do. No, you're absolutely not done. Exactly. Don't feel that way. Speak to us and we will give you a menu of options that you can choose from. Albert, I'll give
1: you this one before we break. Number two of the three things you must do if you're denied your LTD claim. Gather your documentation, including your denial letter, any medical documentation you have in support of your disability, and send them to either Savannah or or, uh, Albert or their respective teams immediately for review for free. How about that?
0: Absolutely. This is is definitely what we do. Send us your your documentation. We're always happy to speak to you for free. And at the end of the day, these insurance companies always like using difficult legal jargon that is often Mm -hmm. going to be confusing for you. And so we can help you navigate that. We can help you drill down on exactly what the issue is, why they've denied you, and whether or not it's an incorrect denial. We can do this very, very quickly upon reviewing your documents. So gather your documents, give us a call. We'll tell you what documents you need to send. And we're always happy to have a half an hour, hour long uh, conversation for free. We do it all the time.
1: Three things you must do if you're denied your LTD claim. Number one is coming up, but after the break. So we'll do that now and get back into it. In the meantime, toll free. Reach out to the guys and their team, one 821 5900 Email help at disabilityrights.ca. It's a disability law show here on a Friday evening. We'll get right back to it. Hang on.
0: You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser.
1: The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus. Entertainment. Welcome back. Disability Law Show Get you into your weekend with uh, some more knowledge. Anytime you want to reach out to either Savannah or Albert, they have teams behind them, best in the country. Man, make that phone call. It won't cost you anything just to have a chat. Toll free, of course, 1 855 821 5900. A couple of different ways to use your phone and reach out help at disabilityrights.ca through email or my disabilityquestions.com that's cool because it's not only free and anonymous, it's also searchable. So a question like yours may already be in the archive. you can read it and use that information. if not one leave then uh, leave one there and the guys will get to it My disabilityquestions.com. Okay guys, just before the break we were talking about three things you must do if you're denied long-term disability benefits or at least claim anyway. The third one I guess you'll look at is number one. we talk about this all the time always hammering home do not 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 do not do not ever. Ever. Appeal. It's useless. Talk to you guys first about your options. There's no cost to getting invaluable legal advice from experts in the field. You guys and your entire team. What do you say about that, Savannah? We love appeals. They're great. Awesome.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, insurance companies love appeals because that's how they maintain power over you, right? And people need to understand what an appeal is. When you are appealing a long-term disability denial, you are re-asking the exact same people who denied you in the first place to reconsider their denial. Now, why would they do that? Now, they tell you, go ahead, appeal. Get us more information, more documentation. And oftentimes, when people call me, John, they say, look... I did what they asked, I even went to a different doctor to get another opinion, and that opinion confirms what my initial doctor says, I'm still disabled, and I know I'm disabled, I can't work because of this reason or that, and yet the insurance company has denied me again, and we have individuals contacting us. Uh, After going through two, three, even four appeals, and they've wasted a, a year, sometimes more than a year, sometimes a year and a half or even two years, getting close to the limitation period of when they can take legal action against the insurance company. And the reality is that had you come to us in the first place, we would not have gone through the appeal route. We don't want to put the power... Uh, that the insurance company says they have over you in their hands. We want to make sure that we take that power away from them. We use the legal process to force the insurance company to pay you what you're owed. Now, people say out there, you know, they tell me all the time. They don't tell me all the time, but I'm sure that they're thinking it. Well, let me try the appeal process first. Let me try that route. And if it doesn't work, then I'll reach out to you. And you are absolutely free to do that. I'm not going to prevent you from appealing if, in fact, you really want to and you do trust the process that the insurance company is trying to sell you on. The problem is you are losing valuable time. So imagine this, John. Imagine that you are denied long-term disability. You go through the appeals process. Six months pass. You're now denied again. Now you've realized, well, maybe Sivan was right. I should not have appealed. I should have come to him so he can resolve the claim for me. Uh, and then we get involved, and it takes us a few more months to resolve the claim. Let's say a year later, we're able to get you the settlement that otherwise we could have gotten you six months ago, right? Mm-hmm. So the important thing to understand here is that it's a waste of time. Not only that, but by appealing, you are playing their game. They understand that the more they deny you, the more you're going to get frustrated, the more there's going to be pressure on you, financial pressure, right? Because, again, the bills are adding up. You need to be careful when you're dealing with insurance companies. Don't simply do whatever they ask you to do. Uh, You have to be very cognizant of why it is, what is their motivation, why are they asking you to do it, why is it that for years, John, we've been on this show and I've been asking, asking and asking and asking insurance companies to provide some statistics, that I'm sure they have, about how many of these appeals of long-term disability denials they've actually approved, no one comes out and says, Here is the, statist- no, the, the the statistics. It's 50%, it's 80%, it's 90%, it's 10%. I've actually had an adjuster tell me one time, we don't keep statistics like that. I don't believe it. I don't believe mm-hmm. that insurance companies don't have statistics for everything. Of course they do. So again, my advice is, and this is my advice, if you're denied long-term disability before you're even considering appealing Give us a call. It's going to cost you nothing to speak to myself or to Albert or to any member of our team. We'll review your documents for free. We'll look at the denial letter. We'll hear you out. We'll understand. We'll try to understand what the situation is, what's disabling you, any medical documents you have which are relevant we'd like to review. And again, once we have all this information, we can assess fairly quickly within minutes on the phone with you whether or not you have a case against the insurance company and whether or not it's likely that the insurance company is going to approve your appeal or not. You know. And again, I'll tell you, most of the time, even though you should be approved or you should be uh, getting LTD, insurance companies simply deny claims because they understand that the more they deny, the more they save. Numbers that go up, right?
1: That's what they're looking at. Numbers go companies. up. I yeah, mean, why would yeah. they pay? Oh, well, precisely. Yep.
2: John, insurance is the only product that I'm aware of where you are paying for something or your employer is paying for something, assuming it's part of your group benefits plan, uh, where the insurance company collects these premiums. And then when it comes time for you to actually draw from that, use that safety net that they are advertising out there, right? We're going to be there when you need us. It's the only product where you're paying those premiums, paying for this product, only to get resistance down the road when you're actually trying to get that product. <laughs> I mean, imagine, imagine paying for a car or a fridge or a house only for whoever's selling it to say, well, thank you for giving us the money. We're not going to give you the product now. And that's what happens every single day. It's just, it's, it's mind boggling to me that the government hasn't done something about this, but they haven't, which is why lawyers like us are out there helping people. The problem is that we can't help you if you don't reach out to us. We can't give you advice about your specific situation if you don't come to us and ask us, you know, ask us for, for help. And 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 listen, John, we put our time and money where our mouth is. We are telling you, we're going to charge you $0, not a cent for talking to you and giving you advice. And if after getting that advice, you want to walk away or you want to appeal or you want to do nothing, that is your prerogative. That is your choice. But at least we've done our job. We've given you the information that we need.
1: Let's get into an email, guys, with the remaining time of the show here uh, this evening. Lisa says, uh, Savannah, my husband was denied LTD at first, so we had no income coming in. and went on EI sickness for 15 weeks while we appealed for LTD. Uh, His EI sickness ran out. We finally got approved, but they backdated the money a bit, and uh, it's overlapped with the IE sickness. We did not think it was an issue at the time, and now wondering if they find out, is there an overlap? Can we get
2: denied or cut off for this reason? Albert, let's uh, let's see what you think about that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for emailing in, Lisa. And so, at uh, at at the end of the day, you shouldn't be cut off for that reason. There's sort of a number of nuances to your question. So, obviously, anytime you're dealing with an insurance company, and anytime you're putting anything in writing, or generally, you want to make sure that you're being open and honest. And so, you never want an insurance company never wants to hear that in some document prior to where they asked you what sort of income you were receiving you lied about and of course they sometimes might use that as a grounds for terminating uh at, at the end of the day mistakes happen and sometimes people don't read read the forms correctly so if they do deny you on that basis you should absolutely give us a call and this is something that we can help you out with however generally speaking the fact the fact that you were receiving ei sickness benefits is not in and of itself gonna invalidate your claim or make you ineligible for benefits. And uh, and most policies will actually provide some sort of a provision which details how other income is treated. So usually these policies are policies of last resort. So if you're entitled to receive any other money, usually the insurance company will reduce your monthly benefit. EI sickness benefits is actually one of the rare, uh, rare sources of income Where if you receive long-term disability, usually you actually have to pay the government back if that period overlaps. But generally speaking, the insurance company should not be cutting off your husband. So if that happens and if they, for whatever reason, say you've already received EI sickness benefits and for that reason we're cutting you off, give us a call immediately because this is not a proper grounds for cutting your husband off.
2: Savannah what's your angle? I, I I agree with Albert completely, but I, I do want to stress this last point that he made, which is that you know you may need to pay money back to whoever it is, Lisa, but uh, the question of whether or not your your husband can be denied on this basis is a separate question, right? Let's separate those two. Can the insurance company cut him off on the basis that this you know there is this overlap? Now they can charge, you know, try and concoct a uh, story that somehow, uh, you know, you were being disingenuous, or your husband was being disingenuous, or was trying to defraud the company, or lie, or, or you know, keep information away from them. But the reality is that's a very high bar for them to meet. For them to take the position that your husband should be denied LTD because of an overlap is absolutely wrong. It's wrong. At most, they can say that they're not going to pay for a certain period of time where there is an overlap, or that you're going to have to fork money back, or or something like that. But not for denial. But the point that you know I I, I want to draw from this, John, is that insurance companies use any reason, any reason to deny claims. And most of the times they apply the wrong reasons to the wrong fact scenarios. And sometimes they apply, uh, incorrect reasons, you know, altogether. In fact, quite often. They, they, they simply try to look for any which way to deny claims. The other thing to consider is this. When people get a deny letter, like Lisa's husband here, they think that You know, there's no way that the insurance company has made a mistake. They think, you know, these adjusters—they know what they're doing. Well, the reality is that they are all extremely overburdened. They're overworked. They all have hundreds of cases on their desk. They don't know their claims as well as you, Lisa, and your husband know your husband's situation. So you have to understand that insurance companies make mistakes all the time. Sometimes these adjusters are are just, you know, I think I don't know if intentionally, but certainly they turn a blind eye to what ought to happen. And, and, you know, they deny claims, uh, on, on really stupid reasons, for stupid reasons. But sometimes they just don't know. They make mistakes. They have a lot of cases on their desk. Uh, they may not know the law. They may not understand the full process, right? Maybe they're new adjusters. Maybe they're old adjusters and they simply don't care anymore. The point is, you've done the right thing by writing to us, and we're telling you that we can help your husband. And it's so crucial, John, when people reach out to us because a lot of times people reach out to us not knowing that they have a case, only for us to tell them, no, absolutely you have a case. The insurance company is wrong for this reason and this reason and this reason. And here's what we can do about it. So we give people hope, and that's... <laughs> one of the nice things about what we do. On the flip side, if we think you have no case, we'll tell you you have no case. But in Lisa's husband's situation, 100% we can help.
1: I want to get to Tom's email here quickly. The guys will love this one. It says, my brother wants to switch doctors because the one he is seeing doesn't want to help him get better, only wants to keep pumping him with medications and report back to the insurer. Here's the big shock. This doctor was provided by the insurer. Can he switch doctors?
2: Hey, Tom, absolutely your brother can switch doctors. And John, this goes back to a point that, uh, we have talked about before many times, which is that I'm suspicious when an insurance company tells a claimant that they must go to a particular clinic for treatments or a particular doctor or a physiotherapist. Again, that doesn't say, I'm not saying that, you know, the clinic or the doctor or the treatment provider are bad at what they do, but I'm just very suspicious at why the insurance company is so vested in you going to somebody that they want you to go to. Much like when you bank up your car and the insurance company says, I want you to go to this mechanic shop. Why do they want you to go to that mechanic shop? Why can't I go to whoever it is that I'm comfortable with? In this case, with Tom and his brother, clearly there is a problem here with his brother getting all these medications, uh, and, and, uh, you know, the, the doctor presumably here not doing what is in the best interest of Tom's brother. Uh, so the question here as to whether or not Tom's brother can go see another doctor is, is yes, he can if he feels that the doctor he's with right now, whether it's from the insurance company or a different doctor, if that doctor is not helping him or he feels like he would be better served with another doctor, yes, he should be able to go to another doctor. Now, the insurance company may not like this. Uh, I've had a case once with a friend, actually, and, and John, we've had him on the show here where he had a heart condition, if you recall. And the insurance company has sent him to a clinic that doesn't have a specialty in heart conditions. Meanwhile, an opening, uh there was an opening at, at, at a local hospital at a cardiac clinic. And, and my friend wanted to go to that cardiac clinic. And in fact, he would have been better served at that clinic. And the insurance company was putting up resistance. And it's only after his cardiologist had written a very express letter to the insurance company saying, no, he should be going to the cardiac clinic at the hospital, not to this other clinic that the insurance company is recommending that doesn't have expertise in cardiology uh, or or cardiac issues, uh, that's when the insurance company backed off. So the answer here, Tom, is yes, your brother can switch doctors. If there are any issues from the insurance companies, please reach out back to us. Tell your brother to reach back out uh, uh, to us. We will help. We will talk to him for free. Make sure that he's fully aware of what his options are.
1: And as we said off the top of the show, uh, Tom, during our uh, three points, don't panic. Just make that phone call and, uh, and get in touch for sure. Done for another Friday. We're going to leave you with some contact information to reach out to Albert or Savannah at your, uh, your leisure. When needed, 1-855-821-5900. Phone number, email address we always go to is help at disabilityrights.ca. And for quick, easy to digest, easy to read notations and information on LTD, all kinds of topics, just go to LTD faq.ca super simple ltd faq.ca we'll catch you next time on the disability law show
0: the preceding was a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser the opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of chorus entertainment